I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z's Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. The whole point of helping your child sleep well is that you are a happy, healthy, and well-rested family, and you can actually go travel, have a life, make memories, and also get sleep. Now, today on the podcast, I am bringing in a guest that it has just been a many years <laughs> since he's been on here with us. He's my husband, podcast editor, co-owner of Little Z Sleep, Chad Campbell. We are going to sit down and talk through our travels and our trip to New Mexico, which was last month. We're going to cover all the things, airplanes, hotels, um, chaos of travel, how we didn't have blackout blinds and give you some things that we loved, we would do differently and what we're looking forward to next. So Oh, hey, Chad. Welcome. Hey, I almost <laughs> wanted to go back and look at our archives uh, for the last time that we talked about travel because our kids were several years younger. Uh, now, how old were they this New Mexico trip? They were five and six. So our yeah. girls, Ellie and Hattie, are five and six years old and she's almost seven. So they're about to be five and seven. But for a very sweet amount of time of the year, they are just you know, one year seemingly apart. Um, but this trip was, I, I think this was probably our best one. So it far. was, I mean, good night. The, the best message here is that it gets better, right? Like, so drastically different from when they were screaming in the back of the airplane by the airplane toilet. seat. So you remember that trip? And yeah. it was just yeah. like, stop screaming. We have, I think we have documented many of our travels. I'll try to pull up all the episodes where we've discussed travel, um, on this podcast because there have been many, but this one in particular, we, I kind of want to, yeah, I want to give you some hope that if you feel like travel is hard right now, I mean, travel, it was not easy by any means, but I do feel like in a sense, like we had kind of arrived, they could handle themselves. They could sit in a chair, they could order their food. It really, was different. Yeah. And a lot of this too. So naturally, um, they are, they're growing older, they're developing, they're, they're in the school system. So they're learning a lot more things, but also uh, credit to you. Uh, we have laid a really great foundation so that it makes traveling a lot easier, uh, when we decide to leave from, from home. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about the very first step of this, which was our airplane trip and actually leaving home. So we, when we purchased our tickets, which we got them like a good seven months in advance, um, we got them like in December and then this trip was in June. So when we booked this, it was important. And anytime that we book a trip with them, it's really important to me that we arrive at our destination as early as possible. So that means that we have to leave as early as possible. And we did. We had the red eye flight out of Richmond. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's considered red eye. What's considered, what's red eye? And that like in the middle of the night. Uh, it was early. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the girls up at like four 15. That's early. Yeah, it's early. So we got them up at four 15, went to the airport. They were super pumped. I mean, honestly, they were not, they were, you know, they're so excited. They don't really care what time they get up. So, uh, plane left at six. Yeah. But um, you're missing kind of a key story here. So, so we had to take our car seats with us. Um, and so we had several pieces of luggage and we had the two car seats oh, yeah. and it was that early in the morning. And so we made the decision on the way to the airport. I was like, all right, Becca, you're, I'm going to drop you and the kids off. Yeah, that was a gonna good throw, decision. We're going to throw all the luggage out at one time. I will go find a parking space because it was also raining that morning. Um, and so I went and found a parking spot and I was going to circle back and came back and I literally had two car seats strapped around each shoulder. You had as many pieces of luggage stacked on top of each other that you could roll as no, possible. No, 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 no. And you I assigned. Had, I had the car seats and the luggage. 
because I racked up a lot of sympathy points because <laughs> it looked like I was flying solo. I had three rolling suitcases. Thankfully, Hattie was like really excited about one of them. And I had the car seats on top of the big roll on suitcases. Um, and so I had the car seats, two roll on suitcases, Hattie had a suitcase and the two girls and my backpack. And people were definitely you giving us so the looks. Sad. Um, yeah. I look, I know I probably like people like, wow, she's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so we went up to the, the gate and I think, um, uh, sorry, the check-in counter. And my, my biggest recommendation, if you can, is take your kids with you because we went into check-in and it was me and Becca and our two kids two car seats, all of our luggage going up to the check-in counter and they were super helpful. Super, super <laughs> I mean, the, helpful. the guy helped me bag up my, the seat. He helped me check in, kind of expediated yeah, a little bit. We didn't have a bag. We had actually done this before many years ago. We'd had a, you know, purchase from Amazon, one of those like car seat bags, but it ripped in half. And I was so mad because I bought it. So they had like these clear plastic bags that they put over the car seats. And that was, that was great. So we boarded the plane. Um, we take off and the first one was a shorter one. We actually, I'm so proud of us. We avoided screens. I don't know if you remember this on Mm -hmm. the first leg, we avoided screens. I don't even remember what we did, whether they just like looked at books or like we talked. There was a part of me was hoping that the kids would go back to sleep because I know that that's what I wanted to do. They didn't. No, they didn't, they're they didn't too go excited. to sleep at all. They were excited. No, they didn't sleep a wink on these trips. Nope. Um, and then our long one, which was like almost a four hour flight, they uh, they did iPads all the way. I mean, yeah, for sure. And thankfully we were able to to set our seating up where we were basically all on one row. And so you sat next to a kid and across the aisle, I sat next to a kid and I kept looking over and you were just like throwing snacks at them and yeah, trying to sure. do everything you can to keep them. But they for did sure. good. They did good. Let's talk about the orange juice explosion. Oh, so we had these Camelback uh, kids cups and I don't know what happened. Uh, Becca, yeah, Becca put some uh, orange juice, but I later found out water did the same thing, but we got up in the air and I open up, (laughs) this is funny. I open up Hattie's cup and it spews like all the way up to the ceiling. It Mm -hmm. drenches the lady sitting behind me. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I look over at Becca and Becca goes, yeah, mine did that too. I said, (laughs) you you didn't think to tell me before I opened it. Mine didn't like explode like a geyser like yours did, (laughs) but it did like when I opened Ellie's orange juice, I didn't even consider it. You know, the ones with like the click open top. Well, because of the pressure from takeoff until up in the sky, like you opened it up and it was like everywhere. All I'm saying is mine didn't do half as bad as yours. All I'm saying is much like if you go get a cup of coffee and it says this is really, really hot, it could burn you. They should probably put a little (laughs) warning label that when you go into the sky, sky, it super pressurizes and it will spew everywhere. But thankfully, you know, they give you those hand sanitizing wipes, those uh, wipes. So we wiped everything off, including what was it called? The bulkhead, like where your suitcase, it it, like went all up there. It went everywhere. And I'm so thankful that the lady behind me was um, kind of very grandmotherly and she completely understood. So it worked out. So yeah, that was our airplane trip. That's our, our big story. But here's, here's the part that like we really need to lean into because this was hard, you know, in your mind, when you're traveling, you know, like Chad and I knew, okay, we have two flights. Then we land in Albuquerque. Then when we land in Albuquerque, we're going to meet one of my clients, shout out Gabrielle. So good to meet you. Um, we met Gabrielle and her daughter, Annalie for lunch. And then we were driving from, oh, sorry, skipped apart, renting a car in Albuquerque at the airport. Then we're going to go meet Gabrielle for lunch. And then we're going to drive um, around the city a little bit to go show you where my grandpa used to live, where I used to play in, um, in the summers when we went to Albuquerque. And then we're going to drive an hour and a half North to Santa Fe to go to a hotel. By the way, that's not where we're staying the whole week. You know, we're staying like 
it was just a lot. Ultimately, our destination was Chama, New Mexico, which is where our family has a little cabin and all of us cousins and um, everyone were, were going to be there. So we decided, um, you know, we knew in our head what we were going to do. But what we kind of realized is that we didn't communicate all of this very well to our oldest Ellie. And Ellie has to know everything. Ellie has to know like detail by detail. Hattie is like go with the flow, but Ellie has to know in the moment and five, you know, five hours before what's going to happen. So I think our biggest mistake was probably not communicating things clearly because she had a really rough day. I don't know if you really remember that, but she, she had a rough day. So we landed in Albuquerque. Then we got on a bus to go get the car, got the car. Then we drove to the restaurant to meet Gabrielle, had a great lunch. And then we drove around town and then we drove to Santa Fe. And in Santa Fe is where we stayed in a hotel. Now this was my problem. And I'm so sorry. You booked a hotel with only one bed. I know it was an accident. What are we going to do? I promise. Um, I accidentally booked a room that was just one King. You see, when it comes to travel arrangements, I am in charge of booking the, the accommodations because I know I just have like a secret power. I know exactly what to look for, except for in this instance, I accidentally booked one King room and they were totally booked up. We couldn't change rooms, but I asked for a rollaway bed. And I was like, you know what? It's one night. Like we'll be fine. One of the, one of the kids will just have to sleep with us. So we decided, okay, between Ellie and Hattie, which one would you want to sleep in the bed between you and me? Hattie, the younger one. Yeah. She's a little smaller. Like she's also a little bit more more still, a lot more still. Like Mm -hmm. anytime at night when we go say goodnight to the girls, Ellie's the one that's like in a completely different position. Hattie's like in the same place that she's been for hours. So we thought, oh, this will be fine. Well, I didn't really realize that Ellie would throw a conniption, but I think it was all stemmed. Like you were getting a little frustrated and I was like, well, we have to remember. Everything was different. Everything's different. We had airplane travels. We had airports. We had buses to the rental car. And when you end the day with the option of one of you needs to sleep with mom and dad in bed, something that they have never done before. Right. And that, and Ellie is the one who is like, probably the most, she's the one who tells us she's never going to leave us. And she and her husband are going to live with us one day. So she's the one who like really requires more like coddling, I guess that's not the right word. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, physical, physicalness. Um, I don't know, but anyways, she had a hard time for sure. And so we actually fell asleep that night. Um, at like, we all went to bed at yeah, seven. Ellie, Ellie was in the rollout bed and, and I we, scooted we her put, as close to me as possible. And then we put Hattie literally right in the middle of both of us. Yeah. Safely. Yes. Um, and so, well, I mean, she's five, so there's now totally. like, you, you can have all the blankets and pillows. Um, and, and by the way, let's just say this. I do not recommend, (laughs) um, little C's programs do not have bed sharing. We do not tell you to co-sleep, but when you're in a survival mode like this, like with your toddler, not ever a baby. Okay. Hear me on that with your toddler or your child, like this is going to be something you'll have to do one day. Yeah, And I will say too, just overall in this trip, like we were ready to just roll with the punches. Like we were ready to take a trip first trip in a year plus. Right. Uh, we knew that there were probably going to be some unexpected things. We also knew our kids were older and they had a really good foundation. So we were ready to just roll with the punches. Although that was a good first punch of yeah. <laughs> getting to the hotel and realizing, oh, we are all going to fit in this bed. What are we going to do? Yes. Oh. So we all fell asleep. Like when I mean, we got into bed at like seven or seven thirty, and um, which is actually more like nine nine thirty. Virginia time after a full day of travel and being up at sun four. was completely wide. Oh open. yeah. I mean, it was like bright and all the things. And I fell asleep 
Um, Ellie fell asleep with me holding her hand and like rubbing her hair and just trying to like give her all the comfort possible. Hattie was like living the life in between us. But what was so funny, I mean, both of you and I slept horribly that night. Like terribly, I barely slept that night because Hattie was all (laughs) over the place. And what happened every time I touched her? (laughs) She's going to hate us every time. I'll delete this episode when she gets old enough. (laughs) Every time I would scoot her over she would toot (laughs) every time. She actually is our most like tooting kid. Like she's so gassy. And every time we would move her, she would toot. And I don't know why, but it was hilarious. Um, And so, yeah, she was loving life right there in the middle of us. Um, We all work. We, I think we woke up at like in the fives for sure. Like the sun was coming up. They woke up at like five 30, which was more like seven 30 you know, their body clock time. So I don't blame them. We let them watch a movie on the iPad. Um, and the hotel that we booked was not awesome. Um, it was looked way better on the pictures. Um, so my superpower got knocked down a few, not just because I didn't pick a great hotel. Um, but anyways, we ended up just getting up at like seven. I think we left the hotel at like seven fifteen. Yeah, we to, to go. Yeah. We were like, let's get out of here. Chad and I are not people that like to hang out in a hotel room. Nope. Unless it's a really nice hotel room, like really nice. But even then there's a limit. Yeah. But like, I'd rather get out and go see the town and go get breakfast. So we had a delicious breakfast. And then this was the hard part because we were only there for one night. Again, like we dragged all our stuff in, we did all the things and, you know, we did our bedtime routine per usual as best we could, but it was, it was hard. It was a huge day of change. Well, we still had more change to come. So we had a like fantastic breakfast delicious New Mexico breakfast. And then we, um, I forget what did we do? Oh, we went to the grocery store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Went to the grocery store. We picked up all the groceries for our trip. And then we drove to, I think it's like two and a half hours North way up in the mountains. Yeah. Way up to the mountains, almost near Colorado to go to the cabin. And this is where I feel like we finally sighed like a big sigh of relief. Cause the hard part was done. Like the hard travel day that was behind us. Yep. And so now we got to the cabin which was wonderful and it amazing. Was amazing. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't really know what to expect about the cabin when we got there. So again, just rolling with the punches, taking what comes, we, we get there and it was amazing. So it was a uh, non air conditioned cabin, um, in the mountains. Uh, we had this particular, uh, cabin to ourselves. So you, you walk in and there was this living room with like little bunks that they could, uh, little beds that the kids could sleep in, which they thought was great. Cause it had some really cool features and stuff. And then we had kind of a room that was in the, in the back of the the cabin. So it was just like a one big long rectangle with the kitchen and the dining room and the living room were just all open. And the two beds, there were two twin beds. It, it used to be bunk beds. Now it was just two twin beds, um, on in, in the living space. Yeah. And so we get in there and we, we set up their beds and we didn't worry about the windows. Um, they was bright as could be. Um, they had some transparent shades, but they didn't, they didn't black it out at all. I had thought about it. I had brought it up chat. I was like, Hey, maybe we should get some foil or some poster board or something. In my head, I was just like, Oh my gosh, everything that these kids have been through, they have got to be so exhausted. Let's just see if they sleep. Like I, I bet you they're just going to sleep. Yeah. And so we just set them up and 
we put them down for the first night. They were pretty tired and it didn't take them long and they were out and the sun was up for like another two hours. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was, it was fairly bright in the cabin, but yeah, I think what we had in our favor was that they were exhausted. They had a huge travel day the day before and that day, and then their body clocks were already ready. So we were putting them down at seven 30, which was actually 9 30, their body clock time in Virginia. So they were wiped. They were wiped. And we, we didn't use any blackout shades, but we did bring the sound machine, which is always a, a big win. We turned it, turned it up really high and we brought their clock. So that way they at least had that, that familiar comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and their clock is, we use the Mela, the little hippo clock. So it's red all night. And then it turns yellow when they can get up and read or talk in the morning. And then it's green when it's actually morning time. Right. And so I remember you, you always do a really, really good job of this when we travel. It's like, um, I'll always just take the kids to go do something. I think we were walking around and you, you took a, a, just a few extra minutes to like set up their beds, put their lovies on there, put a blanket on there, really make uh, kind of move the luggage around. And then we kind of brought them in as like the big reveal. We're like, here's your bed. Here's where you get to sleep in. And we just had a few moments where we're making a really big deal and they Mm -hmm. were all excited. They had little lights above their beds, So they were playing with those. And so by the time it's time for them to go to sleep, um, we had basically convinced them that this was the best place on earth to sleep. And they, they felt safe. They, they enjoyed it. They were excited about it. And then we kind of gave them a little bit of a teaser, like, okay, when you wake up in the morning, here's what you can look forward to. Here's what you can do. And so it was a win, win, win. And they, Mm -hmm. they slept better in that bunkhouse, in those, uh, that lighting situation, way better than they did in the hotel. Oh my gosh, the hotel. That was so, but you're right next to them. And anybody who's listening, who has been in a situation where you've had to like lay with your toddler or lay with your child to sleep, like no one's actually sleeping very well. But in this situation, when we had a a queen bed, like a bedroom behind that uh, space, we slept great too. So I think we were exhausted, but I I, want to say one more, two more things. The bedtime routine is something that we we did every single night, no matter how tired they were or what we had been doing. We're in a new space. We still did our bedtime routine. They still knew we take a shower, we brush our teeth, we get our jammies on, we read a book, we talk, we sing, we go to bed. Yeah. And I was, man, I was, I was impressed too, because not only you you would think that the, the first night they might sleep well, and then it would change. They slept great the entire week that we were there to the point too, that like, you know, we're outside, we're hiking, we're in nature, we have bug spray on, we have sunscreen on, we're, we're dirty, all this other stuff. So like we would put them down, it would be two, three hours before we would come back. And then we would take showers in this cabin. I mean, yeah. look, look, it was loud. It was noisy. It was there. And they, they the door slept squeaked, right the through floor it. Squeaked, yeah. yeah. And I, some of it was, I think they were just worn out. Like they had, mm-hmm. they had full days every single day, they did. but others of it too, is just like, it worked. How much did you enjoy watching them fall asleep every night? Cause Chad would. It was fun. I, I sat there for a while and just watched them every night. <laughs> so we were not alone. Um, there were cabins all around us in this area and this is where our family stayed. And so after the girls would sleep, um, we would go hang out outside or in the cabin next door. And it was awesome to have that space to just, you know, we knew our kids were sleeping and a couple of nights we had like a monitor situation going on with my phone or your phone on and my phone calling or whatever. Um, every now and then we go over there, you know, just to spot check them, but that freedom, knowing that they were sleeping and we could spend time with our family, we could catch up with them. We only see them every couple of years. It really was wonderful. But Chad would always sit there until they fell asleep. 
and then you would come back outside and, and they out. didn't even know I was there. Like, I mean, they, they would just kind of, they would fall asleep and then I would just kind of sneak back in. I would just sit there for a while and watch them. And, uh, you love just, that stuff. Yeah. Love I love that. it. But I was truly amazed at how well they slept in such a very different environment outdoors in nature with the sun. Yeah. I mean, it was at sun. home. They average about, I would say 11 hours of sleep each night. And I was so shocked that at the cabin, they averaged anywhere between like 10 and a half and 11 hours of sleep. So not, they didn't just because the sun was up later and up earlier. Um, you know, they did get up a little bit early sometimes, but there were many mornings where they slept in until seven 15 in the morning, uh, New Mexico time, because they were so worn out from the day before and knowing that they would sleep well and then get up and play hard was just the best. Yeah. It was incredible. So Chad, um, what was your favorite moment from the trip? My favorite moment was probably taking them fishing. They just did. I mean, what better way to get out in nature and truly live it up than to go fishing in a stocked pond and catch like 12 fish that were big, beautiful trout. Like that was awesome. They loved that to see their smiles, uh, to see how much fun they had. They, they weren't scared of the fish. They, they actually embraced it. They loved it. Uh, except for that, that one time that you picked up a fish and nearly threw it at Ellie. <laughs> I didn't throw it. it. It flung out of my hands. It was so strong. <laughs> she flipped. <laughs> she did. She screamed. What was your favorite? I had two favorites if I'm allowed to have two favorites. So my first favorite was, um, when we went to restaurants. So in Santa Fe, I loved when we would go out to dinner and we actually enjoyed eating all together at the table without screens. Uh, we actually, we never really allow, we don't ever allow them to have screens when we go to restaurants. Um, only on the airplane is when they like, you know, binged it for like four hours, but it was just honestly a joy to be at a restaurant and enjoy them. And they enjoyed it too. And they, they are really into ordering their food now. And so like they, they all decide what they want and they look at the waiter or waitress and they order their food. And it's just kind of fun to now be in this different phase of parenting. I think. Oh, it's totally fun. I actually, I like now teaching them how to order. I want them to look at the, the waiter or the waitress in the eyes to speak up, to speak clearly, to, to pick what they want, to be able to communicate that. And uh, it was fun to watch them do that on this trip. Mm -hmm. And then my second favorite, this is just, you know, obviously cheesy, but it's uh, so true. It was absolutely amazing to bring them somewhere that I have so many memories from being a kid and that you and I have been to before. Yeah. So for context, you grew up there, right? I mean, yeah, you grew I mean, up going every there every summer. summer. Yeah, yeah. Every summer, this was where my dad is from, where his parents were. And every summer we would go to New Mexico. And so being at the cabin, being with my cousins and now their kids, it, it there's nothing like it to be somewhere that is so special to you to now share it with your kids. That was just unreal. And I can't wait to go back again. I really can't. We were there like, okay, can we book this for next summer? Because it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I mean, in the travel experience with the girls, I, to this point now, I think I can definitely say I would much rather travel with them than without them. Um, and so now I'm eager to like get back on the road and, and just see like, was that a fluke or is this really, cause I mean, it was amazing. Everything yeah. just was very smooth. So we're thinking we want to go international next year, but you know, we'll see how the world goes. Oh, I, world. <laughs> my last question is, would you do anything differently the next time? Yes. I would probably help you pick out a better hotel room. <laughs> Just double check me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be more involved in the process. <laughs> I normally am really, really good at this. Like I'm, I really love like 
looking for accommodations. Um, yeah, true. I, yeah. What I about you? Would you have done anything different? Yes, but it's honestly just the packing aspect of it. So I didn't pack very well. And I feel like this happens every time. Um, you think you're going to do one thing, but you don't. So, um, I definitely for myself and for Chad, like we really needed more, um, sweatshirts, <laughs> more like pants, things that, um, it was a little bit chilly for sure in the mornings. And so I would have probably enjoyed like another, like a fleece or something like that. I just, I packed a jacket, but not like a warmer jacket. And then for the girls, I would have packed like quadruple oh the amount of goodness. underwear and quadruple the I amount of play went clothes. Through four or five different pairs of clothes. I mean, they go through a, a couple different pairs of clothes every day, just yes. in general, but in, oh my gosh, being outside, getting dirty, going swimming, yeah. putting, uh, yeah, we should so have packed dirty. way more clothes or yes. bought a bunch of like detergent. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, there wasn't any washer or dryer anywhere nearby. We like we would have had to go a washboard and talk them how to clean their <laughs> we clothes. We would have had to go to the laundromat in town. And I was like, nah. Um, so yeah, bring more clothes, bring more underwear for the girls. <laughs> okay. So that wraps it up guys. Um, I hope that this summer in 2021, this is a chance for you to go and get out and explore and make memories and just have fun with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't let your kids be the reason that you don't, they can do it. And it, oh man, it's it's so so fun to bend the rules. You guys know we are all about that. We're all about making sleep a thing, but then helping you be confident to bend the rules. And then as soon as you're home, get right back on track. That's it. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Cheers y'all. Bye.